are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast brought to you by Sonos. Check out Sonos. It's an acronym. There you go. Good to go. i got a question for you, Mike Luke. Right. By the way, this is John Schuster along mm-hmm. with Mike Luke. Mike Luke is obviously the host, as you're mm-hmm. well aware, of the Locked On Wildcats sports podcast. I just sort of sit in because I have computer equipment and can talk for long periods of time. And, but he's very good at oh, it. Oh, you're though. very kind. Uh, I, had a, I had a mutual friend of the two of us ask me, was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday... And there's a little bit of a trick question right. here. But was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday the best three consecutive days in the history of McHale Center? Thursday, Arizona beat UCLA in men's basketball. Friday, Arizona women got a big revenge victory against Oregon. Saturday, Arizona beat a ranked USC team. Three mm-hmm. consecutive days at McHale. And uh, Arizona got some big Ws and got some good crowd turnout in all three of those games. Mm-hmm. Consecutive nights at McHale. I, gosh, I would, I'd have to say yes, mainly because first and foremost, the interest in Arizona women's basketball now is absolutely off the charts. Um, I was, oh, I actually, I was driving to, well, I should have been watching it, but I was driving to the gym and, and I'm like, what, I mean, this, this is. What's all this traffic? Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) I mean, it was absolutely insane. And uh, they're talking about getting 10,000 people here. That will be really be. And you know what? In, in hindsight, the one thing I think you got to look at with Greg Burns' hires is they actually turned out to be pretty damn good. Adia Barnes, if she can turn Arizona basketball into a revenue sport, or Arizona women's basketball, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty That's a re- remarkable that's accomplishment. That's remarkable. Yeah. Exact, uh, Jay Johnson, pretty good baseball coach. Mm-hmm. With the top program in the nation comes searching for your guy, good hire. Um, and Rich Rod. You know, I think most people in hindsight were probably okay with Rich Rod. So, but uh, yeah, I think probably I don't know that it was the best. It's a very Mike Luke question, right yeah. though. I do uh, like it, it. It is now. Now there, there there's a trick question component. To oh, that, okay? I knew it couldn't have just been you trying to make right. Mike Luke excited. I Correct. Think. Well, well, I'm sure you are. The answer probably is technically yes. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. it also is a very small sample size. What would you suggest would be another one? Well, uh, that that it, it'd have to be like an NCAA tournament type <laughs> setting, or you know something right. beyond that, because there's. It almost never happens that you have three consecutive events on, on right. at, at McHale Center. Right, right. Okay. Well, I was gonna so, say, so, so, so your sample attrition. size, yeah. so your sample size never happens. Right. Okay. Because usually, from a scheduling standpoint, the men are on the road and the women are at home. The women are on the road and the men are at home. Right. right. So you don't have consecutive games at one venue. Right. Uh, and and as a result of that, obviously, it's a small sample size, and and, and probably. Because of those parameters, right? I think you could favorably argue it was the three best nights, right. consecutive nights at McHale. But there aren't that many other three consecutive nights at McHale. Maybe there was an Arizona basketball game, Van Halen, and an Arizona basketball oh, I game. Say, I don't wow. know. You know, so in in one of those rare windows where the U of A actually allowed live concerts from sweet rock bands, <laughs> right? But um, <laughs> but but generally speaking, there there just haven't been that many times that it's happened. But but. It was cool that it did. Right, for sure. And and on a larger scale picture, it's great that 
You've got a men's basketball team that is uh, ranked in the top 10, a women's basketball team that's ranked in the top 10 at the same time, and both look like they're on a path to make some pretty impressive tournament runs. Yeah, so one thing, too, that we do need to make sure that everybody knows about, though, is, well, you know what? I'm not going to go there quite yet. Just not yet. But just not quite that's yet. You know, that's what they call... A what? A tease? Oh, yeah, I think that's a correct. A tease right yeah. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I think you could make that case. And you know what? Oh, one thing, though. Um, and I'm glad that Tommy Lloyd addressed this in the post game. Stop swearing. It's stupid. I'm all for, you know, uh, trying to get in guys' heads, this and that. The FU chance, first of all, is there anything more um, unoriginal than an FU chant? Uh, lots of other chants, yes, but nevertheless, like, but that one's a little bit more off color than chanting overrated. <laughs> or, 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 yeah, or, yeah, overrated, yes. But overrated. nevertheless, I get your point. My, and, and, and this is, this is perplexed because this was admittedly uh, something of a notable subplot uh, for the UCLA and USC games uh, with the Zona Zoo at McHale Center, and I think it caught a lot of people off guard mm-hmm. uh, who attended those games uh, because that's not something that's happened for Arizona in the past. You know, you get a rowdy student section, and it's great, but the the thing that caught me off guard, and I guess was curious, maybe it just organically happened by a handful of people, and then the rest of the student section just kind of picked up on it and went with it. Right. Where did that come from? I mean, I... I well, that, suppose, that, well, I can tell you where it came from. So, um... Uh... Tiger Campbell was, uh, Tiger Campbell, they, um, Mick Cronin's getting in Tiger Campbell's ear something probably about, uh, Kirk Risa or something. And you can see him on the bench and he just says F him or something oh, okay. like that. Oh, wait, wait. So someone in the student section lip read. No, no, no. no. This it, was a pre, this was when Arizona was in Poly. Okay. And they saw it on TV. Okay. Okay. That to me is a lot different to be quite frank, to be honest with you with the coaches going on and on. He just says F him. So, so you think that the student section caught on to just what Cronin says and decides that F you, oh, whatever what, what tiger, is, yeah, what is good to go. Said. Yes, exactly. Uh, and that's their so, way of getting but, in the head. But then it continued into the USC game. So it well, clearly wasn't well, an, a one-off. Well, so it just became, it, it, it had a an impetus, but then that impetus became uh, possibly something that is a trend. Right. And now I think the Wildcat administrator, the athletic department, certainly the coaching staff, and a lot of people who go to Arizona basketball mm-hmm. games uh, would probably like to see that trend quelled yes. fairly quickly. And it sounds like because it got attention that maybe that's in the works, and that's probably a good thing. Right, yes, I think it's a very good thing. You know what else is a good thing, though? No matter what anybody tells you, bet online, sportsbook. All right, here's the deal. You're thinking to yourself, all right, I'd like to be able to make a little bit of money. How can I go about making some money, guys? Bet online, sportsbook. That simple, that easy. Make it happen. And you know what, Chu? We both like the Rams in the Super Bowl, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Right. So, I, yeah, I would uh, I, I think the Rams defensive line is going to be the difference in this game. And since he's struggles in that department, they're going to be problematic. And that would be the clearer advantage that I would give to L.A., which ultimately supersedes Rams stupidity, mm-hmm. which can also be at a high level. Right. Uh, so but yeah, my inclination is that the Rams are going to win. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We're going to take a quick little break. You've been listening to the Locked on Wildcats podcast. Bruno is currently licking the carpet uh, as opposed to eating his food. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm going to get back to... I'm going to take this uh, real, uh, really quickly. Uh, I'm going to give this to you. 
Duke. Don't like giving Duke a ton of credit, but the two two of the best home court advantages that I've ever seen are Duke because of how they're on top of you and they're just screaming the whole time in Maples back in the day. Those to me are, I mean, that's how you get people really going. Now I get because of logistics, it's a little bit more difficult. But honestly, Shu, like, I don't know, just the FU chance is just stupid. Where would, oh, okay. Um, um, go and, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally about two feet away from Okay, you. sounds good. Uh, because I was going to ask you, because you're big on ranking and the rest of it, where, oh. where would you rank Arizona? In, and the reason you like, let's back up a little bit. The reason you like McHale is, or rather Maples, is because the Stanford kids have, uh, are clever. Yeah, well, and they so used to be. I don't know that right, that's still the same. That they're not the same. I and, always, and, some, and, and Duke is just, you know, its own level of psychosis along with uh, some clever elements. And those are things that uh, make for an excellent collegiate environment. But in, in, in truth... Lots of teams don't like to come to McHale either. Right. And the last couple games, uh, an, uh, vitriolic FCC unapproved uh, chants aside, right. McHale was pretty loud against UCLA and USC, and I think we're going to see a lot of that uh, right. as Arizona continues to be a top-level program, assuming that Lloyd can continue to recruit at a high level and can continue to get Arizona to win some Ws. Uh, yeah, I would uh, I would 100% agree Lots with that. Lots of teams don't like coming to McHale. No, that, no, and, that, and in addition to having to play good Arizona basketball yes. teams, that crowd no, has a lot no, to do with that, it. But that's what I'm saying. I expect, you know, listen. If so they'd a, have to be, what, top 10 as well, right? Oh, 100%. At, okay. 100%. No, I have higher expectations for the people in McHale because of your reputation. Listen, if this was ASU and 35 people are going to the game... Again, I don't condone it, but whatever, dude. At least you're at the game. I mean, I have, you know, when you're at McHale, McHale is the best home court advantage in all college, or not all college bats, but in the Pac-12. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. The winning percentages, the uh, the attendance, you know, it, uh, um, it it checks out. So, yes, I mean, I have no problem with you, but don't, again, FU is just stupid. And... I, I again, I don't, I don't, I just don't get the entire. Did it surprise you? Because you it attended, did, did you took, attend yeah, both of the games? Uh, yeah, I, I attended, uh, yeah, the first half of each. Um, it did. And it, it was kind of, it, it was really, because you're, you're, you're not used just to it. Because like, my mom yeah. was, and my mom was there on. And uh, I think this, this is probably what, what surprised a bunch of people who, who have been to going to McHale games for right. years, decades, et cetera. Right. And my it, mother was there the other, the last time. And she's like, and you know, she's like, wow, that's incredibly off-putting. Um, I don't, uh, uh, why, why are they doing that again? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, you know, it's. I can only do so much here. I'm only one man. But my, if you're anybody out there that's listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast, you know what? Don't do it. That's my. Uh, that's my opinion right there. Wait a second. Do we have to do another read? I think you do. Yeah. Oh, duh. Get upside. Let's talk about get upside. Okay. You tired about wasting too much money on gas, John Schuster? I know I am. I would assume you are as well. Yes. Right. So you know what? Here's what you want to do. You want to get the Get Upside app. And we're a college station. Mm-hmm. So score. Put in that is the code word. And guess what? You put that in as the code word. Bada bing. Bada boom. You get 25 cents off your your every gallon on your phone next uh uh, fill up. That's pretty excellent. That's pretty excellent. And 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 the promo code is what? Uh, uh, score. Yeah. Do you mind if I? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, All right. I don't. All you right. you go. You go, girl. Because we're harbingers of truth and harbingers of honesty. All, and all and we always will okay. be. And and we'll we'll do our best to always be. You guys understand why they're giving us promo codes, right? Mm-hmm. They're giving us promo codes, and this is where you can help. Okay. 
And, and, and you may have seen this last week, one of the problems with uh, Facebook, which is now meta whatever, is that Apple has created, it, it has made it more difficult to track, uh, you know, from a privacy standpoint, to track uh, for app and advertising tracking purposes. So anytime someone reads a prompt, which is fine by me, by the way, mm -hmm. but any time that somebody provides you with a promo code, they're hoping that this is an indication that you're listening to a specific thing. So you're listening to us on SCORE. If you download, if you download that app, that's the reason they want you to type in SCORE. Then it helps Locked On and you know wherever you're picking this up track what's working for them. So that's all. If you're going to get the app, and we hope you get the app because it can save you money, put in that promo code, and then it, you know, it reverts back to getting an idea of how that might have helped, and then you know, it allows uh, you know, the, uh, the GetUpside app and understanding that Locked On is an advertising platform that works for them. All right. Yep. Now let's take a quick break. All right, John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke, in case you didn't know. All right, now, taking a look around the conference, though, a little bit, Arizona's two games up right now with about eight games left to play, and barring something unforeseen, I think Tommy Lloyd's going to be batting 1-0 one and, and on conference championships right here. Yeah, obviously, in, in terms of regular season conference championships, mm -hmm, that's sure. the case. And uh, it's uh, it's been a heck of a year for Arizona, and... Uh, you know, it certainly ASU helped them out, mm -hmm. uh, and and that puts Arizona in a pretty good, uh, obviously a really good position. You'd rather be Arizona than anybody else, right, for sure. based on the way that things have gone so far. Is it possible that Arizona gets caught along the way? Absolutely, but against lesser competition, most of the time, Arizona's done a nice job of ultimately being able to separate at some point in the game and being able to uh, take care of business. So. You know, you have to feel good at this stage about where Arizona is, uh, but that doesn't mean that once you get into the conference tournament that things aren't going to be a grind. There's going to be plenty right. of grind. There's going to be a lot uh, of grind. When the top tier of that conference gets together. And again, you know, this, this league has been, I think, a lot deeper than anticipated. It's not going to be a big bid league. It would not surprise me if the Pac-12 only gets four teams. Mm -hmm. It also wouldn't surprise me if those four teams are in the Sweet 16 and maybe beyond. Right. Okay. It feels like it's a top-heavy league. Mm -hmm. However, the middle is solid. Right. There's not a lot of junk in this league. Utah's clearly undermanned. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but beyond that, ASU has gotten better, and they were a junk team a month ago. Right. Uh, there's still talent at Oregon State, which confuses mm -hmm. me. Somehow... And I don't entirely understand how. Washington and Washington State <laughs> yeah, are in the top ahead, right. half of the conference. Right. Uh, we saw Washington. What are we doing here? Washington's got a, uh, maybe the best team in the league. Right. Uh, right, right, not best team, oh, the no, best player in the league. league. Terrell Brown. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, but beyond that, they don't have a lot, but it looks like they've gotten better. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've strung together some pretty nice Ws. Right. Um, Washington State may be, along with Arizona, the surprise of the conference. Right. But unlike Arizona, the surprise of the conference that nobody's talking about. Right. Stanford's solid. Colorado's pesky. You know, so, so they're, they're, it's not the top four are better than those teams, but those teams can still be competitive. Mm -hmm. And I think that bodes well, at least, for the overall strength of the conference, even though, even if from a national standpoint, they aren't getting the recognition that perhaps they should. You know, why is it that only in the Pac-12, it seems, if you're top-heavy, everybody focuses on the rest of the conference? It's a great then? question. Because, like, in the SEC, nobody ever says, oh, Vanderbilt sucks. Right. 
it's always well, mm-hmm. you know, you got Alabama and yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and LSU in this. With the Pac-12 is the one where it's like, oh, okay, I guess we can't really include that in there, right? And, and and it is bizarre, right? And and I feel like that is an actual narrative and not us making up a myopic air narrative because we reside in a Pac-12 location, right? You know, so we're sensitive about how the Pac-12 is viewed, right? But it does feel like that's the case, and. Uh, you know, especially by virtue of the way that the conference played last year in the tournament, you'd think that they'd, you know, start to get, be, be getting a better reputation. But maybe to do that, uh, part of the requirement is that the four teams that are definitely, well, I'm not even going to say definitely, although I think Oregon belongs in the tournament, um, are, are, are going to get bids, make, you know, solid tournament runs again. It would be nice to see if they could get, like, but, you know, when you're looking at all the outliers, uh it doesn't even seem like Stanford may have an okay record. I'm trying to work this off the top of my head. I think Washington State's got a decent uh-huh. record, but none of them are even getting right any credence where the sixth place team in the Big Ten, which might have a similar record, is already automatically in the field. Right. And the sixth best team in the SEC is already and, automatically in the field. And the same with the Big 12. They're just automatically in. O- Oklahoma is, what, a three-win team in conference that on some boards is in the tournament. Right. And where is this thing, too? I mean, I guess I get it where, you know what? That's going to be called a tease. That's called a tease. We're going to come back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.